Crazy. All right, tablet, coffee, sign, robe. Got everything. And then there was light. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday. Woohoo! August 9th, 2019. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Right. Well, I hope you had a fantastic Thursday. I had another wonderful day of meetings and being productive and getting some exercise and just a bunch of good stuff. Whistlekick product is, is doing okay. Um, making some arrangements for some more. Realized yesterday that the black uniforms are killing it on Amazon. So I gotta order more. Who would have thunk? Wouldn't have imagined that that would be the case, but that needs to happen. So uh, all of a sudden those just started blowing up. So yay! Hooray for a product that people are liking. Uh, some small modifications we're gonna make to those on the third iteration, but we got this. All right, so what's happening today? Today, once I'm done here, I'm gonna hop in the car. Well, that cord looks funny in that shot. There we go. I'm gonna hop in the car, head to Manchester, New Hampshire to meet up with Master Paul, well, no, he doesn't like Master. Mr. Paul Milholland and Sensei or Master Terry Dow. We're gonna do some superfoot kickboxing and then I'm going to meet up with someone. Someone who you don't know. He hasn't been on the show. And we're gonna work on a whistle kick project. See, a lot of what I do is I find people who have unique sets of skills. You should hear that in a uh, Liam Neeson sort of voice. And see if we can collaborate. I'm really busy. So if I can offer some of my thoughts, some of my ideas, some of my efforts, and there's something that we can collaborate on to the benefit of Whistlekick, to what they're doing, and that the Whistlekick community might appreciate, I tend to take those opportunities and, and we try stuff. This is something that has been in mind for a little while. Uh, this person seems to have the skills I need. Um, they appear to be complementary in some aspects, but we communicate well. So we're going to finish out the rough draft of a project that I've talked to a couple people about, a couple people in the target audience, and they were pretty intrigued. So we're going to see what happens. So that'll happen after kickboxing training, and that'll pretty much finish up my day because I got four hours of driving two each way. So I'll come back, and then it'll be the end of the day. There might be a little bit I gotta get done. But other than that, it's a pretty clear weekend. We, let's see, what's going on this weekend? So this weekend, uh, I know Team Whistlekick's doing some training. I know the breaking division 
of Team Whistlekick, aka Team Smashy Smash. Uh, they'll be at a competition with Master Adam Grogan in Albany, New York. Uh, so shout out to everybody over there. I will not be in attendance. Um, got some projects going on around here. Helping Fred out, friend out at a wedding. He does catering things. Needs some help in the kitchen. So I'm going to jump in the kitchen and help him out. Last time I did it, it was a good time. So. I bet we got some questions here. Let's see. If you want to ask me a question, drop it below. I'll answer it the next day. I like answering questions. It's fun. What's that question? And there we go. Okay. Over the years, several martial arts TV shows have also had a Western theme. This is referencing our conversation yesterday about the movie, uh, I'm sorry, the TV show Warrior, such as Kung Fu, Walker, Texas Ranger, and now Warrior. Why do you think this combination works so well? I think we romanticize Old West violence. There seems to be something... And I'm not saying this is right, but there seems to be something that trivialized violence back then. That because it was a more rugged community, it was more lawless, we expected that violence was more a part of everyday life. If you think about a quintessential cowboy. Most people are going to imagine a hat, boots, spurs, and a gun. In fact, one of the types of um, shooting competitions that still exist to this day, cowboy shooting, not that they're shooting at cowboys, that there's I, so I think I think that's part of it. I think the setting makes it a little bit easier to tell a violent story. Which, if there's no violence to the story, martial arts becomes really difficult to incorporate. Um, I mean, what's your alternative? Very simple self-defense. Break the wrist and walk away. Right? I mean, that's not going to make for good television. And I think there might also be something in the psychology of the way much of the world views martial artists as being, you know, these sort of independent, self-sufficient, um, without need of assistance when, when there is a physical altercation, right? Like if you watch martial arts movies and TVs, how often do they run to get the police? Like That doesn't happen. They, they deal with things on their own. Which, again, would have been something necessary in the Old West. I think that's it. I think it's, it's the setting. I think the setting makes it easier. 
Um, you don't tend to see martial arts shows showing up too often in I don't know, major metropolitan areas, you know, New York City. You've got, you know, the Defenders and, and the four component shows on Netflix, at least for now. But you see how problematic that is. It, it, part of the storyline is the difficulty in being a vigilante across all four of those shows. And you don't have to worry about that so much in the Old West. That's my thought. When can we expect your book to come out? That is a good question. I don't know. So we're working on it in parallel. So here's, I'm going to, I'm going to tell everyone how I, instead of just saying, I don't know, I'll tell you something about the book. So here was the process we used for the book. I sat down, I looked through all of the Thursday episodes from Martial Arts Radio that I'd done and said, which of these episodes might be worthwhile to re-examine as part of a book? So I wrote down all of those num episode numbers and I started to arrange them into an outline. And then I had somebody on the team go back through those episodes and make an outline of each one. Because I, don't, I didn't want this to be just those episodes re-recorded. I didn't want them, I didn't want to uh, cut and paste the audio or just transcribe the text and then just call it a book. So we ended up with this big outline. It was 30-something pages long. I filled it in with some other ideas that I had not discussed on Martial Arts Radio. And then I recorded the entire thing in audio form. We are now kind of splitting off into two tracks with that book. It is being transcribed and it is being edited as an audiobook. I am not 100% sure if the audiobook that will come out will be that or if I will have to re-record it. I've never recorded an audiobook. The reason we did it this way is that my thought process now works pretty well to take an outline and to recite. I am not as efficient now at writing. I still consider myself a good writer. I could still sit down and hammer out that book but it would have taken me far longer. As it was, it took me three months. It didn't need to take me that long. At the end, it was just over seven hours of audio. But my expectation from here is that we will continue to revise the text and put out new versions of that and then periodically re-record the audiobook. So you might have, you know, second edition, third edition, and depending on how frequently we do that, because I, I want it to be, I want, I want it to evolve. I want there to be iterative steps in that book. 
because right now it's based mostly on information from me and from guests. I've, pulled, I've incorporated some aspects of the guests. Um, there, there are some ideas I'm kicking around to bring in some of what they've said and some of their thoughts more, but we'll see. I don't like when books come out and then that's it. They just sit there. I like second, third, twelfth editions of books. If you're trying to say something, if you're trying to present advice, and that's what this book is. I'm not going to tell you the title. I'm not going to tell you the, the theme. But there's some advice in here. Advice can change as understanding changes. And as we get feedback, the book will change. I want it to. So, uh, I am not artificially delaying this book for any reason. If it come, you know, if it's ready to go next week, we'll start that process. If it's ready to go next year, that's when we'll do it. I do things the right way when they're ready to go. I don't rush them. Have you read Jackie Chan's book, Never Grow Up? No, I didn't even know he had a book. Yikes. So instead of just leaving that as a no, let's look this book up. Jackie Chan book. Apparently there was a book tour. Uh, released in 2015. Never Grow Up is a 2015 autobiography by Jackie Chan with Zhu Mo. The book tells of Chan's life story from childhood years at the China Drama Academy, his big breaks in Hong Kong and Hollywood, an honorary Academy Award for his lifetime achievement in film, and his life as a husband and father. 350 pages. Apparently it's on Audible. It's on Audible. I should download it and listen to it. Who reads it? Nine hours and 34 minutes. Narrated by... Daxing Zhang and Jennifer Lim. A candid, thrilling memoir from one of the most recognizable, influential, and beloved cinematic personalities in the world. And the reviews are decent. 4.5 for overall performance and story. Apparently the narration is not the best. But overall people dig it. You should check that out. Have you read that book? Tell me if I should read that book. <sighs> All right, so I'm gonna go get ready to go. I have to be in the car in 45 minutes. I gotta get this ready for the audio folks. For those of you that don't know, I release this as a podcast. So I've gotta take this, I've gotta export the audio, I've gotta upload the audio. I've got to finish the notes. If you ever watch this later on, you'll see that take the questions and those are included in the description and, and a few elements in the title. And that's helping the show grow. Because if I'm gonna get up early and sit here and drink coffee in my bathrobe and talk to you about martial arts and martial arts things, I want people to see it. <laughs> uh, all right, 
Let's start winding this thing down. I'll give you homework in just a moment. Don't forget, subscribe, turn on notifications so you can find the show. We do it every weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on YouTube. As I mentioned, you can catch it later in any podcast app or at firstcupwithjeremy.com. If you want to ask me a question, drop it below. If you're listening in audio, you can't drop it below, but you could email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com, and then I'll answer your question on a future episode, usually the next day. Uh, that's it. Okay. Homework. Homework is a hallmark of this show. So over this weekend, I would like you to consider a book. If you were to write a book, what would it be about? Why would you write that book? So I think the why is more important than the what. Why am I writing my book? I'm writing my book because I'm looking for another way to reach martial artists and let them know about Whistlekick and what's going on. So for us, it's marketing. Some people write a book because they have things to say. They're trying to get something off their chest. Maybe there's a story inside of them that they really want to tell. Who knows it? Hold on. There we go. Other people write a book because they want, they're trying to leave legacy. They're trying to leave something behind that has their name on it. And I'm sure there are plenty of other reasons. But what would your book be about and why would you write it? Contemplate that. There's a book in almost everyone. I'm not going to say absolutely everyone, but there's a book in almost everyone. Something that should be put down on paper. Maybe you're one of those people that needs to write a book. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. I will see you back here on Monday. Take care. Peace.